1: brings the next generation of tomorrow's NFL stars to you today. No more than the name.
0: Welcome back to another edition of the C2P. I'm your show host, Bon Shaw. As always, we appreciate you stopping by. Remember, Apple Music, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere where you listen to your podcast, you can find these particular M- episodes as we build towards this 2022 NFJS draft. Remember, next week we're on our way to the Shrine Game, and then we'll be in Mobile for the Senior Bowl, and then we'll be bringing you draft prospects all through this draft process. I was excited to get today's guest on. You know we really love getting those diamonds in the rough those small school gems that not a lot of people know about, but we can bring them to you. I know our audience loves it, and it's none other than Guy Myers, the standout quarterback from Charleston, 6'6", 215, very talented young man, plays a quarterback position, a lot to get to. And With that said, Guy, welcome to the program. How is this afternoon treating you?
1: Oh, wonderful, sir. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on here and speak.
0: Uh, we appreciate you stopping by. I mean, you 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 got a, on, I guess you got a lot of draft, but because I always tell guys, when you know, with your in your position, you know, when you walk in the room, you, if you're looking at a position guy and you see six six two fifteen, you're immediately going to be drawn to it, and then everything just goes from there. So, kind of, I mean, quarterback from a young age. When did you start playing? When did you really know that you know you're going to be the quarterback? When did that position settle in of your football career?
1: Well, settling in really not till high school. I mean, I was playing, I played defense my whole life, surprisingly. All the way since I was seven years old, I played just like most every position on the field. I didn't start playing quarterback till I was probably 10, just here and there, but it really, really took off for me when I got into high school, and that's when I really decided I'm going to be a quarterback. This is what I love to do. I love being a leader and an example and just doing whatever I can to help people. I always like. I always call myself a control freak because I love controlling things. And with that quarterback position, man, it's like that ultimate control freak sometimes. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Point guard on the basketball court. Fair enough. If if I could play basketball, sir, yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So now I'm curious because there's so much to get to you, and I hope we have enough time because I'm I'm really excited to learn more about you and what you bring to this draft table. So I, I know you started out at community college. I mean, did you have a small high school? How did you kind of get lost in the shuffle and start out the JUCO route?
1: Well, I was a one-year starter in high school. Well, let me let me start from the very beginning. When I first got into high school, <laughs> I was very very undersized. I came in my freshman year of high school at five a hundred pounds, and by my senior wow. year of high school, I was six five, a hundred and seventy pounds. So I was extremely undersized. Oh. I was still underdeveloped. I had hit a growth spurt between 10th grade to uh, 11, or 12th grade that I had shot up a foot and a half. So I was, I, my coordination was thrown off. You have to imagine how fast I grew in that short amount of time. So I was, I was doing a lot of different things, trying to help. I was running track. I was still playing baseball. I was football. But I, like I said, I was underdeveloped as a football player or as a quarterback. I was underdeveloped and size-wise. I also didn't have the best grades coming out of high school. One one of those things I just had to learn and grow through as a man and as a student-athlete, I had to learn how to do that. So I got the opportunity to go to uh, Mississippi Delta Junior College in Moorhead, Mississippi, and that was my first stop of this long journey so far.
0: Wonderful. Has it gone by in a blink of an eye? Did it take too long, or was it just right when you look back? Because, I mean, now you're off to the, you know, NFL, USFL, CFL, I mean, play professionally somewhere. But when you look back collegiately, what was it like just as you look back right now on the show?
1: I think it depends, honestly. Yes, it definitely went by so (laughs) fast. And I was that young kid once upon a time where seniors and coaches are sitting there telling you, it's going to go by so fast, it's going to be just like that, snap (laughs) your fingers. But then you get in some of those situations, like the nitty-gritty, where you're really grinding through and learning and growing within yourself, rather than that be faced, strength, on the field, whatever. And it, sometimes those situations, good, bad, or indifferent, can feel like eternity. But then once you get through and finally get through that tunnel and see that light on the other side, you look back, and it's just like a blessing. Really looking back and seeing how fast and how long it took all
0: together. Excellent stuff. Once again, Guy Myers here on the C2P talking a little NFL draft and finding more about this young man and what he brings to this 2022 quarterback draft class. So, you know, so you're at Charleston. I think you get there in 2019. You start doing your thing. At what point? it might have been at Mississippi Delta. It, when do you really get the realization, Guy, that you have the skill set to do this? I mean, do you have great games against great opponents, are your coaches telling you good things? Are they telling you that scouts are popping in to check out tape? How do you get the sense that this is legit?
1: Truthfully, I didn't really get that sense of confidence within myself until I ended up landing at my second junior college at NEO, Northeastern Oklahoma Junior College. I was there. Uh, I had redshirted the first semester that I was there. I ended up being the second uh, string quarterback going into my last semester there. And I was finally given an opportunity. I will never forget my my offense coordinator, Coach Rice, sitting me down and telling me that it was my time. And it was like this realization in my life because I was doing so much manifestation in my faith and with my family and going to church and really praying on all these things that I really knew that I was capable of. And I just kept pushing for them and just kept fighting for all these good things. And when he said, it's your time to shine, man, I, I I just never looked back. When I transferred to Charleston, just like anybody else and just in like a lot of people's journeys, there's ebbs and flows, there's ups and downs. When I got to Charleston my first semester there, it was not easy for me. I, I hit some low points, I hit some downs. There was still a lot of things that I had to learn within myself to ultimately be sitting where I am today. If, you, if I would have went back that 2019 spring and, and looked myself in the face then and said, this is where you're going to be, I, I would be shocked, honestly. I really would because I wasn't there yet. I had a lot, I had a lot to learn. And now you're here.
0: How confident are you now?
1: Oh, Scott, anything and everything that I'm going to do, I know I'm going to do. And that's not – and this is a great conversation, a really good conversation piece, I think, because a lot of people misconstrued confidence, cockiness, you know what I mean? My my faith in myself right. comes through the people around me and the Lord, not cockiness or a sense of that I'm better than anybody. It comes from solely that I believe in myself just as much as anybody else believes in me and that's what it comes down to my mom has my whole life you can do anything you can do anything and when you're a young kid sometimes that's hard to believe but when you get into your adult phase of life and you get into those stages to where it's you against the world that's the only thing you can do is really believe in yourself that's the only way you're going to succeed fair enough man hey psalms
0: 37 4 but yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And obviously that's coming to fruition for you guys. It's wonderful to hear this story. So let's get into this NFL thing. I mean, if I threw you in the film room, you're with these NFL scouts. They're breaking down tape. In your words, what do you think they're going to love about you? I call them your hallmark home run abilities where they're going to have to bring you aboard that 53-man roster. Versatility. I've, I've brought in this –
1: this part of myself down to a science. I am versatile. It doesn't matter if it's a quarterback. It doesn't matter if it's blocking it. It doesn't matter if it's faking this, that, and third. I've held field goals. I've punted. I've played here. I've played there. At the end of the day, when they see what I can do, in every single phase of the game of what I bring to it, I am versatile. If they look at me and they say, listen, guy, this isn't something that we think you can do. Maybe this is something you can do better. I'm going to say I can do it because I believe in every phase of my life and every phase of the game of football, I can do it.
0: Excellent, man. I love it. How about this one? What goes unnoticed? And this is just the benefit. You could have been the offensive scheme, didn't allow you to showcase certain skills. You could be a film junkie, a weight room warrior, uh, community service. What do these teams need to know about you that they're not going to see on tape, but they must know about today?
1: My person. And that's kind of a subjective type of answer. But in my eyes, understanding me as a person is ultimately what I think has gotten me this far. I'm not, uh, yes, 6'7", 215 is is all that impressive, and everybody's like, oh, that's incredible. But I lack things just like anybody else. I I have things that I need to work on just like anybody else. But the thing about me that goes unnoticed is not nobody around me is going to outwork me. If you give me the chance to do the things that you want me to do, I promise you I will do them.
0: I love it. I tell you what, guy. We, I mean, I, I've done more. I, I've I've done so many of these shows. I, I tell you what, you just bring such a unique intellectual part to this show, and when we pass this off. I mean, anyone can listen to it, but you know, we we got our NFL people, and if they decide to listen in, I mean, I think they're going to walk away just blown away. Way you come from you come with such a, I and mean, this is all positive. It's, this is, it's just a positive different pers- or you know interpretation of it, everything. I, I I really really. Uh, I'm enjoying the show, put it that way. Uh, what's your favorite throw? I really appreciate it. I mean, it. you know, you get that play called in. No, no problem. I mean, if the play calls in, what's that play that you love hearing and you love executing to perfection?
1: So if we're going to speak conceptually an entire play, I love anything where we're talk, uh, hitting multiple levels of the field. We're going to have some type of vertical or horizontal stretches on rather safeties or linebackers. I really love attacking those levels. So rather that be a post. Um, a dig coming across and then you have a shallow basic concept, like anything to where we have to put these long stretches on people, opening up these big gaps in the defenses. It's it's my favorite thing. Rather that be an easy smash concept where you're high-lowing a cornerback or let it be two meshes coming over the middle where you're horizontally stretching a linebacker. Just different things like that that gets you in positions where you can throw these level two balls in the middle of the field, these hole shots, or, or even sometimes little lollipops right over backers Anything to create those <laughs> stretches, horizontally or vertically, like I said, those are my, and that, those are my favorite.
0: Excellent stuff. Once again, Myer, Guy Myers here on the C2P as we talk some NFL draft. Outside of the game of football, I mean, what do you love doing? If you're just kicking it with family and friends, I mean, what's a typical Saturday afternoon when you're not on the field during football season? How would you spend your Saturday?
1: Well, I have the most beautiful and wonderful girlfriend, so a lot of time goes uh, with her. I'm very, very family-oriented. So even though my brother, I have three older brothers and the youngest of four, my brothers are always busy, but I we always make time to hang out with each other. So most of the time if I'm not with my family and I'm just doing a little solo time, um watching football, but playing video games, a little bit of anime. I have a big nerdy side uh, to me as well. I grew up playing video games and reading and stuff like that. So if I'm by myself, I'm playing video games, if I'm around anybody, we're talking football, we're hanging out, we're playing with the dogs. You no, know, anything. I love being outdoors. My girlfriend and I, we live outside, basically. We're always in, on hikes during the summer on the kayaks. Uh, anything, really. Anything to spend quality time with somebody is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, dude,
0: amen to that. I, I love it. And and the anime, my daughter. Uh, my daughter's a big anime. She's at, She goes to Slippery Rock. I'm not on TikTok, but she uh, – she actually got, like, a TikTok account where she does anime videos. I'll have to find out and, and send it to you. That's pretty cool stuff. But I love the hiking now That's there. really Dude, cool. I, That's awesome. I always – yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean I, as much as I love – I mean, listen, you could put – everyone that knows me knows me. I mean, I, there's probably not a point in the day where I just say I want to go live in – so I'm a big runner. I just want to run in the mountains. You let my hair grow down on my back and – just kind of, you know, but that's another show for another time, guy. Uh, we are almost out of time on this particular show, and, man, I, I love I loved getting you on. So much to talk about and learn about. Um, but before we let you go, we like to have some fun. We call three and out a few lighthearted, off-the-wall type questions. You ready to take a shot with some of those? Absolutely. All right. Um, your head coach, Pat Kirkland, uh, does he have any pet peeves? Does he have any pet peeves during practice that kind of drives him nuts and it's something you guys might joke or laugh about or do you even tease him about afterwards oh. or during practice?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely. <laughs> Coach K huh. cannot stand when people are walking at practice. And that's that's one of those things that most all coaches hate. But – I've been at three universities, and let me tell you, you could be walk, you could be on the sideline in between drills, and walking from the bench <laughs> or walking to a water jug to water jug. And If he sees you walking, he lets you know about yourself. And but that's a double-edged sword, honestly. It's a blessing because that gets you, that gets that fire burning in you, that gets that motor going all the time at practice. And it, so that's definitely one of them.
0: Excellent. Um, now you mentioned your siblings. The brothers, sisters as well. Uh, are you guys competitive? Uh, who would you say is the best athlete? And when's the last time you guys might have did something competitively? And who's usually the victor?
1: Okay, so I can answer this one very quickly, but just for a little bit of preference or, uh, preface, I'm the youngest of four. My brother above me, DJ Myers, and then our two older brothers, aren't so much of athletes, but my brother, DJ, is hands down the most athletic. He is still a professional athlete today. He plays arena football. He was an all. He was amazing in college, amazing in high school. He he went JUCO, and it's kind of a tangent question for me when I speak about my brother. But literally, I would not be sitting here talking to you today if I didn't watch him do everything that he's done thus thus far, and he's still doing it at 27 years old. He's still playing arena football. He's still a pro athlete.
0: Awesome, that's awesome. I love it. Great answer. And then the final one: as uh, you build towards this thing. Pro day is going to be right around the corner. Workouts, all the things that come with being in this position as an NFL draft prospect guy. That said, draft weekend, with your, when you are with family and friends, waiting to hear your name come off the board, who's the best cook in your family, and what would you like that person to have prepared as you celebrate that special moment?
1: My brother, Max. So it goes me, DJ, Max, and Jason. My brother, Max, he was a chef for many years. He started working in restaurants when he was 14 years old, another amazing role model in my life. That I've watched overcome so many things, but he makes so many different dishes, and he's uh, part Colombian, so he he brings this different cultural perspective to food, and it's wonderful. But Mm -hmm. honestly, my favorite thing that he makes will probably have to be rather his meatloaf or his shepherd's pie, which are basically primarily American dishes. But man, he knocks those out of the park.
0: I love it, man, guy. Pleasure to have you on. So excited to continue to follow you through this draft process. Before we let you go, stay humble, stay hungry, be blessed, and we appreciate you sharing some of yourself with us today here on the C2P.
1: Thank you so much.
0: No problem at all. Once again, that is Guy Myers, the standout quarterback from Charleston here on the C2P. As always, folks, we appreciate you stopping by. Enjoy. This has been a C2P exclusive.